Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. As we read the, the letter of Paul here and we begin to do this, Paul, is, his letter into the church of Ephesus can be coupled with the, the book of Colossians. Those are the, if I can use this term, the married couples of the, of the epistles. Because while one deals with the person in the body of Christ, the other one, Colossians, deals with the body of Christ. And you'll never fit into the total body of Christ till you know who you personally are in the body of Christ and the role you play, the significance you play, and why it's imperative that you understand that you are not only blessed individually, you're blessed to be a blessing. Have you heard that term? Blessed to be a blessing. And all of the judgment starts in the household of God first. Well, that is true, judgment, and we can say to it, correction, reproof, all that's true. But you know what judgment also means? We judge ourselves righteously. We judge ourselves proficiently. We judge ourselves healthy and strong, financially best, here in the household of faith. So in the, like Romans, Romans dealt a lot, the book of Romans dealt a lot with correction of the church. But the church of Ephesus, its theme is the doctrines of Jesus Christ or the doctrines of Christianity. So it was written to explain to us how we individually are to walk by faith and not by, by, by sight as we pursue the life of Christ. Now, in, in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, it says this, verse 1 through 3. Paul, now this is the Apostle Paul, right? Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful which are in Christ Jesus. Now look at verse, now look at verse 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now, the word places is italicized, so the writers put that in to sort of assist us and help us. But if we remove it, here's what that would say. Blessings in heavenly in Christ, or the heavenlies in Christ. So we're dealing with this nature of God. Now, I want you to see something in here, and we know that we're blessed, if you look at verse 4, it's not going to be on the screen, according as he's chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy without blame before him in love. Oh, man, that's powerful. Now, notice, if you will, verse 3. Let's, let's go over this. Let's sort of dissect this a little bit. Now, if, if you know, you talk to most, most Christians, and, mo, and it's all right to do this. Many people do this. In the past, I've done this as well. But I also know correctly how to go through the whole verse and, and, and quote the whole statement here that, 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 is, that is in force here, that is the foundation of what we're saying. A lot of people make the statement, hey, I, ha I am blessed right now with all spiritual blessings. Now, that's true. You, are, you have been blessed with all spiritual blessings. Jesus Christ 
who happens to be the great one, the great shepherd, the lamb for sinners slain, the one who died, rose again, and ascended into heaven and now seated at the right hand of the Father. He redeemed you. He redeemed me. He redeemed us. And it is to you, to your children, and to your children's children. God has done that through Jesus Christ. Now, so you're blessed. Thank God for it. You have a right to raise your hand and say, I have been blessed with all spiritual blessings. However, it's imperative that we understand the blessing and where it originated. You ever quote the verse of Scripture over there? It said uh, in Matthew's Gospel, in the 6th chapter, verse 33, it says this, but seek ye, it says, but, so indicating it's a connector to the 30, 32 all the way down. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. It did not say, but seek ye first all these things, and you'll find God, oh, and the righteousness of the kingdom. No, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all these things will be added. So if you want all the things added, you have to do the beginning part of it. Now, I don't have time to get into this, but in the Gospel of Luke, and you go over to the book of Psalms, and there's several other verses in this, but Jesus made a statement which shocked the Pharisees, Sadducees. He said this. He said, do you not know that the kingdom of, that, that the, uh, the kingdom of God is, the, is taken by righteousness, by force? And the kingdom of God is within you. So instead of seeking out here somewhere, if we don't know where to seek, we won't know where to find it. The kingdom of God is now living on the inside of you. The kingdom of God has been, you've been born of the spirit of God. And that means that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God, the great I am, the God that put the stars in the air, the God that created the heavens and the earth, the God that announced, let there be, and then there was. And if you look at all that, all of his essence, everything is, lives on the inside. And Jesus Christ purchased your right to be blessed. Jesus purchased your right to live in blessing. Now, that being stated, if we look at this, it is right to say, I've been blessed with all spiritual blessings. That, that's true. However, read the whole verse. And that's so, if we read it, it helps us so much. Now watch this. Blessed be the God. Oh, wait, wait. That is far more important than the blessings regarding your whole life, that you're blessed with spiritual blessings. Because if we know who blessed us, then we can't be robbed of the blessing. We will never sit stagnant on the blessing. We will never view it with carnality. You'll never get bored with living the blessed life. You will never back up and be shy about it. You'll never stop praying and thanking God. Thank you for the blessings that are on my life. You can't stop singing about the blessings, being grateful for the blessings, telling others about the blessings because... It is God who did it. Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who had blessed us. So God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ established this and put it on the inside. Now, let me remind you of this. I'm not going to go through the whole level of it, but 
the salutation, if you will, Paul the Apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ called to be an apostle and uh, to the saints which are at Ephesus and I greet you. And so those are all what we refer to as salutations or, you know, we write, we go, dear so-and-so. Hey, hello, how you doing? Those are salutations. Well, in Paul's writing, he identifies himself. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Oh, I like that, man. And now I'm a, I'm a minister of the gospel. I'm a pastor of church by the will of God. My, my, uh, my stand in the ministry is by the will of God. If you're an usher, you're doing it by the will of God. If you're in praise and worship, by the will of God. If you're running sound, by the will of God. Whatever it is you do, it should be because that is the will of God. That's God's will for your life. Now, now we've got to remember this as we go in through this. In, cha- in verse 3, all the way down, and I'm going to just go, go all the way to verse 17 in this chapter. Verse 17 those are all one capsule of thought. There, I know we put scripture, common, and we put comma. Uh, let me rephrase that. Punctuations. We put punctuations, periods, commas, semicolons, uh, whatever you want to say in that, and you'll see it in the verse of scripture. However, in the original text, it, there were no, there, weren't, there wasn't even verses one, two, three, four, five. None of that was in there. There was not the term chapters. Uh, there weren't, none of that was in there. It's now in there. We have it. And it's not totally incorrect. But when we do that, the only thing we do is major on certain verses within certain chapters. And we don't read the whole book because we love one verse. So in this, we got to realize it's a continual thought from, from Ephesians chapter 3 all the way to the end. So this is that. This is a close one I'm about ready to say to you. That being stated, this is a very deliberate verbal image which is designed to motivate the person who receives the word to meditate, concentrate, as well as anticipate the will of God so that whoever's reading it, he or she, may run with it and create God's desired plan for their life. That's why we, it's a continual thought. It, it's, a, it, it's a deliberate, it motivates, you should meditate, and it should constant, cause you to concentrate, anticipate, to create. Everything God wants for your life. Isn't that exciting, man? We ought to. Get so so excited every time we get up in the morning. As Smith Wilkinson said, I got up and just danced for 15 minutes, and then I started my day. You ought to be joyful in what God told you to do. Now, let me once again state this. I want to drive this point home. I got to endeavor to get this down on the inside of us. Let me get this truth, not a, uh, an opinion, not a theory, not a hypothesis. This is truth. There were no chapters, there were no verses, even though you'll see them in the King James Version, in the original text of Hebrew, they weren't in there. So I want to remind you, as with the thought of the mind of Christ writing to the church of Ephesus, he had one theme in mind. Now let me say this again as we go this. He said, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, and I want to major on one word here, who had blessed us. Now, notice Paul included himself in that statement. So when you and I read it, it's for us now. Yes, it's true. Paul wrote it to the church of Ephesus of that time. 
However, when you and I read it right now, it implies, very, very important that you understand this, you're in that us. So every time you read that, you're blessed. The God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ hath blessed you with all spiritual blessings. But it's God that had done it. The government didn't do it. I mean, whatever you did receive from anywhere else, God did it to your life. God blessed it. God blessed you. I'm constantly saying, people are hunting me down to bless me. And, and I, I'm convinced of it. And because of it, it happens. Yeah, it does. So I want you to see this. Now, I want you to, uh, if I can, if I can get you to expand your thinking as we look at the verse. Imagine for just a moment, before God said, let there be light. Before God looked on, on an emptiness, a canvas with nothing there in Genesis 1.1. Uh, before that did, that day to happen. I want you to imagine t- uh, the, in, that, that there was a time period, if I could use that, because there wasn't no time at that moment, but billions and billions and trillions of years out there, before even the universe existed, no earth, no angels. There was nothing that existed except the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. And somehow within them they came together in a holy conversation. And they began to declare. And in this, they began to say, the, let us make man in our image. Now, that was before they spoke anything out. So that established your blessing. There wasn't anything there. There wasn't an earth. That was the easiest thing for God the Father to do. No, nothing was there to resist him. Not even man was there to resist it with doubt and unbelief. There was no demonic forces to create any fear in it. So jump, jump down with me. Go to chapter 72 of the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 72, and let's look at verse 17 and 19 for just a moment. And, and, and uh, let me put this into another element of it. There's so many verses that collaborate and, and bring about and embrace Ephesians chapter 1, 2, uh, excuse me, chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, and bring in the blessing. But in Psalms chapter 72, verse 17, it says this, His name shall endure forever. His name shall be continued as long as the sun. Now he's talking to man. Now that means that as far as mankind is concerned, his name will continue and the sun has to continue until there's a new heaven and a new earth. So you don't have to be concerned about the sun burning out or falling out of the sky heading towards us or moving just a few inches towards us or a few inches away to create a cold if it moves away or a heat spell if it comes towards us. You don't have to be concerned about that. Now, and men, and, and men, and men, and men, uh, put in parentheses there, mankind. That indicates every man, every woman, every child, every adult, every married couple, regardless of who they are, regardless of your age. You could be a hundred, you could be one. You could be married, you could be divorced and still loving God, still serving God. You could be single, you could be dating, you could be engaged, you could be in ministry, you could be serving in some capacity. Mankind shall be blessed in him. 
Oh, man. All nations shall call him blessed. All nations shall speak out of their blessed state and say, blessed are you, God. They'll bless him, speak highly of him, highly favored. One of the things about the term blessing is that to speak highly of, nobody, oh man, nobody has spoken more highly of you than God. God called you his own. God called you his image. God called you his likeness. God called you his redeemed. God called you his righteousness. God called you the, the one who encases my presence. He called you a tabernacle filled with glory. Oh, nobody has favored you. Talk up about you, talk great about you, has, has taken you as an individual whom he loves and has put you up and said, look at him, angels. Look at this man. Look at this woman. Look at this couple. Look who they are. And all of heaven rejoices. Remember the Bible said that when one, when one person gets saved, heaven stood still for just a fraction of a moment. And then all of a sudden, cheers broke out. Why? Because God was longing for you. God speaks about you. And you got to locate yourself in the Bible to find out what God says. Don't be concerned about the 10, 15, 20 that don't like you. Oh, my, my God. Quit all that, that, that pettiness and all that, school, uh, that schoolyard stuff. You're not in the playground anymore in the sandbox. You are seated with him in heavenly places far above all power and principality and rulers of darkness of this world where Jesus is Lord and Jesus is King and Jesus is the great I am. He's known as the fourth man and he'll walk with you and talk with you. He has cleansed you and washed you in his blood. He's with you on the mountaintop and in the valley. Our God reigns and he loves you. And he's speaking favorably of you. What he wants you to do is speak favorably of him. And in his name, verse 17 again, shall endure forever. His name shall be continued as long as the sun. Now watch this. And men or mankind shall be blessed, uh, shall, shall be blessed in him and all nations shall, be called ble- shall call him blessed. Blessed be the God, uh, blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only doeth wondrous works. He doesn't do sickness or disease. None of these diseases shall he place on you. None of these diseases has he ever placed on you. He will not suffer you to be plagued by his greatness. He won't do it. He only does things of greatness. Wondrous works. Uh, are you ready for it? Verse 19. And blessed be his glorious name forever. Let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. We could add amen and amen and amen. Or in other words, so be it. Oh, man, that's good. Now, I want you to notice the revelation in here. It's, it's a powerful revelation in Genesis. Excuse me. You connect that to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. And it says this. The God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, what does that mean? Well, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I want to reiterate this. you got to get this. He blessed us before the foundation of the world. So once again, in, in a spiritual way, not a natural way, in a spiritual way, uh, God had a holy spoken, faith-filled dialogue about mankind. Now think about that. 
There was a moment in time where God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost spoke faith-filled, holy, dynamic words to each other. Whatever that dialogue was, all of it was about mankind. All of it was. It was before the foundation of the world. All of it was spoken. And it was the and 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 it was over our blessing. And at that time it established right there your blessed state. So what you're going through right now cannot abolish the fact that you're blessed. You may have a pain somewhere in your body, but that does not abolish the fact that you're blessed. And that blessing, if you have pain, means he is. Your health, he is your healing. See, it don't care what your pocketbook says, what your bank account says, what your FICA score is, what people are saying about you financially. Here's what I know. You're blessed. And the righteous have never been forsaken or the seed begging bread. All of that was discussed in a holy conversation. And God established between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, your blessed state. God, the Godhead planned for creation. The Godhead planned for redemption and spoke of mankind and established it, and it was supernatural. Now, listen close to this term, and it became a legalized fact in the courts of heaven. Therefore, Satan, who's been kicked out, has no legal right into your life to steal, take away, or hinder you from your blessing. The only thing he could do is convince you it's not yours, and then you back away. But as far as the courts of heaven are concerned, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost established this, and it, there, was, there was no case about this. There was no fraudulent vote about this. All of them got together, and they all said, bless them. They're blessed. They're blessed. Now create these blessed people. And in order for them to be blessed, they must be our image. And they must be our likeness. And so heaven, the court of heaven, recorded it. Now remember the book of Deuteronomy. It says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. I'm setting before you life and death, blessing and cursing. So you choose life. It was recorded. Where? First in the heavenlies. How about this one? Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you, whatever you loose on earth is loose. Why? Why is that so? Why, why is that a reality? Because it was already established when God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost decide, decided to bless you before the foundation of this earth. Oh man! Now here's the reason why the Godhead the Godhead was so important. God the Father, God the Holy Son, God the Holy Ghost. Let me cheer you up here. Do you know that God didn't need a man to agree with him? Do you need that? Do you know? Let me go over here. Do you know that God did not need an electoral vote to make sure that you got blessed, that you that you got prosperous, that you would be well, that your that he you don't need social security to be secure. You have a God who has secured you. You have a God that has blessed you. He's your blessed assurance. God did not need man, uh, a man's approval to say yes to you. So don't ever say no to somebody's blessing just because you don't like them. 
God, before the foundation of the world, loved all of mankind. Whether they're serving Him and walking with Him regularly or not, God loves Him, and Jesus died to prove it. And the Holy Spirit's hovering over the earth today to take what may look dark and alien and dead and bring it to life. And all it takes is for a confession of faith and belief in the heart. The plan was strong, and the plan was eternal. Because the plan was established by himself. He bore it on the inside of him and he spoke it out. And in order to do it, he said, we got to put a planet on it. So let there be light. Let there be, let there be, let there be. And when he got to man, oh, this is good. And he said, create him in our image. And that's exactly what he did. Romans 15, 5, 7, as we get ready to wind it down here. Now watch this. If, if, and listen to this verse, because there are times you're going to be challenged. Man, I, I don't know how many times I've been challenged, mentally, physically, but guess what? The Word's the Word, and I am backing off that Word at all. It may not look like what I needed to do, but I believe the Word. Romans 15, 5 through 7 says this. Now, I like that word now. Now, right now, the God of patience and the God of consolation grant you to be like-minded one towards another according to Christ Jesus, that you may be one-minded, one mind, listen to this, and one mouth glorifying God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore receive ye one another as Christ also received us into the glory. Now, I oftentimes call you champions, so I'm going to do it right here. Hey, heritage, hey, champions, do you realize right here this principle? Did you take note of it? This principle right here is not only about you being personally blessed, but it's about you blessing others as well. You will not be able to bless others unless we do what this scripture says, receive one another. Now listen, it, I, I realize we're dealing with other people. Some people make the statement, man, I could, God and I could get along real good if it wasn't for people. Oh, man, but there are others saying that about you. So why don't we just grow up and realize this? We need each other. You cannot do without the brethren. You cannot, I don't know how people think they can, and they try to, they try to get along without it, but you cannot get, get along without the assembling of ourselves together because that's the custom of some. It's not my custom, never been my custom, but it is the custom of some that they, they, they've given in to whatever it may be. I'm reminded of the parable in Matthew chapter 5, and uh, Matthew's gospel, and it makes a statement in there where he had a, a banquet. When he pulled the banquet together, he said, go on the streets and, and invite my people to come and tell them I'm holding a banquet. And this is the king saying this. Well, they went out, the servants went out, and as they, they went out and did that, uh, one man said, oh, man, I wish you would have told me earlier you know, I just got married and I can't come. I, I, man, my wife and I, we just newly married and we won't be able to come. Maybe the next banquet will come. Well, now he should have thought about that before he got married, that his marriage would hinder him if the king ever requested him. Can you imagine? The king said, come, I got a banquet. And they told the king, no. Do you know when you talk to a king in those days, you never said no to a king, ever said no. But you notice in that verse, they said no to, in the parable to that king. 
People say no to Jesus all the time and yes to their boss and yes to their wife and yes to their husband and yes to their in-laws and yes to their flesh and yes to their meals and yes to their sleep, but no to Jesus. Oh, he understands me. He knows my heart, they say. Interesting. Then another parable was a man said this, hey, listen, I bought a piece of land in Man, rich person. Hey, I bought a piece of land. Now listen close to what he said. But I haven't seen it yet. Sight unseen and bought it. And so he said, and I got to go check it out and see what the value is, see what's on it, and do all that. So he had obviously somebody else buy it for him. A lot of people today. Well, you know, I want to be in church, but you know what? I'm, I've got all these investments going. I got to be in church. I can't go to church because I got a call coming in. I've got, I've got somebody looking for me. I got to trans. I got to work a deal. I got to work a deal. I'm working a deal. And, and that business person doesn't realize that, that, like the rich man, one day he said, and your soul will be required of you. And you'll be sorry for that. Well, there's a day when, when, this, when this particular situation happens. The third one was this. A man said, I bought an oxen. I got to work my field, and I got to go work that oxen. So in other words, he's a laborer. He works hard. And I understand that. You work hard. You get tired. And you got to have new equipment to do new things. Construction. Whatever it might do. Truck driver. Uh, it doesn't matter. Working in the field. Working in an office. Uh, you know, working in a warehouse. All these things. They, they have to happen. We get that. I understand that. But when you miss out on fellowshipping with the brethren, you miss the opportunity of receiving one from one another. And this verse scripture, if you're going to live in your blessed state, it's not right that you live so blessed that you're alienated from everybody around you. Work your faith. Don't work your fingers to a bone. Work your love life. Perfect love casts out all fear. My God will see to it you're provided for. He'll do this all the time. All of these scriptures, the action God took, are all past tense. Praise God, now these verses are located in this. As we close it out, let me say this. In verse 3, hath blessed us. Verse 4, hath chosen us. This is Ephesians chapter 1. In verse 5, hath predestined us. Verse 6, hath made us accepted. Verse 7, hath redeemed us. Verse 8, hath abounded towards us. Verse 9, having made known unto us the mystery of his will. Verse 11, having obtained an inheritance from him. Verse 13, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And finally, in verse 14, we're given the earnest, that word earnest, if you ever bought a house, the down payment's necessary. The Holy Spirit is the down payment to what we've got. Oh, think about that. The Holy Spirit is your down payment. When the Spirit of God came on the inside, that's the down payment. And if that's the down payment, could you imagine the full price? Oh, man. So we were given the earnest of the down payment of our inheritance through the person of the Holy Spirit. We are blessed. How? The God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. There's enough to shout amen all night long. The God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ hath blessed us before the foundation of the world with a discussion, a holy, faith-filled, supernatural discussion they had about you, about me, about us, 
that we would be blessed. So ladies and gentlemen, you are blessed beyond measure. You can't even fathom how it was when God spoke about you and brought you in and said, blessed are you. Blessed you coming in. Blessed are you going out. Blessed shall be your seed. Blessed shall be your heart. Blessed shall be your field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your labor. Blessed shall be your hands, whatever you touch. Blessed, blessed, blessed is the memory of the just. Oh, man, we could give you so many verses on being blessed. Man, I want to let you know I've enjoyed this tonight, talking with you and ministering to you. And sure, we hope you got it. I believe you did. Man, I didn't, I didn't get a hold of this, uh, uh, you know, just to show, just to waste my time on this. I know it got on the inside of you. I'm one excited man right now, and I want to let you know how blessed you are. Now, if you've never said yes to Jesus Christ, that's the start of it. But I want more specifically, I want to talk to all of you I remember Dr. the Spirit of the Lord told me about something a man by the name of Dr. Mark Barkley said. He said that we're living in the time of what's called the placebo church. The placebo church is a lukewarm church. It's a, it's, it has to deal with the organs and the blood system, which makes us tired, wore out, and, and gets us into a, a, a procrastination. It slows us down. This is not the time to slow up. This is the time to pick up the pace. This is the time to pull up the slack. This is the time to secure your helmets. Don't let it wear sideways. Get that breastplate of righteousness and put it back in. Take it to the Holy Ghost blacksmith and let him pull it back out. Put your sword up, man. Put it back in the and shine that dude up by speaking the word of God and doing our, and have your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel peace. This is going to be one of our fine hours. I don't care what the news media says. I don't care who's going to be president. Here's what I know. Jesus is king. He's Lord of lords. And he will provide. And so lukewarmers, wake up, man. Awake to righteousness and sin not. Stir yourself and stir up the gift of God in you and rise up and be strong. And say to yourself, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of God. In order for you to do that, you got to say it to yourself. Praise God for it. I love you. Now, if you don't... If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.